boy, it feels like that intro gets longer every week. It's data transfer <laughs> episode 17. I'm Audrey. I'm Carla, and you're not wrong. It it maybe drags a little bit. But I get, but it's so there's like Toby Fox is such an intricate. Like there's so much shit happening. You want to get all the little evolutions in before the fade out. It's like that. Uh, this week. We are joined by, uh, I'll say, uh, a titan of the anime review industry, of the uh, sort of a, a figure in the game that we're very excited to have with us. It's KRL. Hi. I don't know how here. I feel about being a titan of the anime recap game, but I, you know, <laughs> it's my reluctant throne and I sit upon it. I'm surprised your, uh, your theme song isn't like a, a play on Butterfly or something. We... Mm. We were like thinking about it for a while, and eventually, <laughs> eventually we, because uh, uh, because Audrey has no connection to the to the Japanese version at all, right? Um, so like butterfly means nothing to her. You know, well, I mean, we'll get into it, but I watched this dub as a kid, but I I went too deep, so that's why I know butterfly. <laughs> I mean, same, absolutely. <laughs> I we were considering doing one of the songs from the movie. Like we could have done Kids in America. Ooh, what a banging soundtrack the Digimon <laughs> soundtrack is. There's fucking Smash Mouth is in it. <laughs> no. Smash Mouth's in the Digimon movie. Yeah. <laughs> you have no idea how hype I was to show her the Digimon movie a while back. Oh man. It was great. I I hate too much Kratom and had to vomit in the middle of it. That's mostly what I remember from watching the Digimon movie. I mean, there's a clear break in the middle of it because they put two different movies together for the American right. release. So really, that vomit really is perfectly timed. Uh, I'm going to show you two something that I purchased today. Okay. And I'm very excited about it's the dorkiest thing I own. and I would like you to describe it. I love an unboxing. I'm seeing magic card earrings. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. It's a swamp in a forest. <laughs> oh, you told us to describe it, and then you don't give me the chance to describe <laughs> That's it. That's me. I get too excited, you see. Who's who's the artists on this? Oh, let's see. Uh, the artists include Mark Todlin, and my personal favorites, Zoltan Boros and Gabor Zixai, are a, uh, a Magic the Gathering illustration duo that I... That I rather enjoy. I like their names. Gabor Zixai. What a name. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of Europeans in those illustrations. Oh, oh yeah. Man. And then and then like uh there's a weird there's one particular magic card illustrated by a racist uh called <laughs> Invoke Prejudice that was actually removed entirely <laughs> from the game. They got the fuck rid of it because mm. the art is clansmen mm. with axes. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> Why did that pass in the first place? It, well, I, I, well, it's because the games industry is horrifyingly racist and shitty. I also think just whoever approved that just was just a clueless white man who just was like, yeah, those are some scary dudes. <laughs> yeah, Fair wow, enough. yeah. Clan, oh. pretty scary. Weird ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Officially banned in all formats and removed from the uh, card database Gatherer. Uh, by the way, the Metaverse ID for that card in Gatherer was 1488. Whoops. Whoops. Yep. But they fixed it a few years back. Ooh. But I thought it was, you know, germane. <laughs> 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 That's me. 
So I take it magic cards are, are back in a big way for you. Oh, yeah, baby. I went to the fucking card store to buy singles today. I went and looked through a box of uh, Commander Anthology and picked out a bunch of singles that I wanted to pick out for my for my upcoming fungus deck. I'm building a fungus tribal deck. It's saplings. <laughs> I'm unfortunately all too familiar. I wasn't a player, but I have been just subject to uh, the culture and its people my entire life. (laughs) Thank you. This has been my experience for so very long. Was like I played it once in Magic or once in high school, got my ass kicked, never touched it again, and yet kept dating people who were really into it. Unfortunately, when you're you're just your heart is open and and pure, you 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 accept people where they are in life, and maybe they happen to be I don't know a magician who had thousands of magic cards that I begged them to sell. <laughs> <laughs> All the big white cardboard boxes, like the long fucking yeah. We're no longer together, but I keep thinking I'm like man, there is like because like it's one thing keep your decks. I'm not that person. I'm like keep mm-hmm. your hobbies. I would never. But I'm like, there's there's thousands of dollars in here, bro. Like, <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing here? The world is collapsing. Can we maybe not uh, liquefy these a little bit? No, Can I we feel put ourselves there. in a slightly better position. <laughs> uh, I got myself in a better position, which is not nice. to say the magic cards were not the problem, but like... <laughs> but the magician himself. Uh, <laughs> you said it you said it out loud there's so many problems in one sentence <laughs> uh, I regret we, uh, to inform everyone I'm currently dating a magician it just happens right. I think really okay I'm gonna put this out here to the, the panel I think <laughs> I know this is severely off topic but uh, I just think it's a new polyamory trope and we have to accept it as a, as a progressive people yeah, there's somebody somebody's doing card tricks at the fucking kitchen table. It's happening. It's just like it's like a direct A to B from board games. There's like a <laughs> there's like some sort of overgraft there and you just you just gotta pick and choose. <laughs> yeah. Uh fuck it. Since we're already off topic, the the first time I found out that this gal does like card magic, uh she had already gotten me quite sauced at a party, uh, since she was the bartender for it. And that's kind of hot though, because they're they're yeah. serving you drinks. That's yeah, fun. that is hot. So I'm just sitting there, just fucking bubbly, and she starts doing card tricks for someone else, and I'm just like leaning on an elbow, uh, with that kind of adoration you can only share when you're just fucking plastered. <laughs> <laughs> someone elbows me, is like, "You two are cute." And I'm like, Meh. <laughs> but anyway, I celebrate your your magic card earrings, and I'm sorry to take us on this weird tangent. You no, had no please. idea how how what a portal you were going to throw me through there. <laughs> <laughs> it's good content. We love it. Uh, we like to ask uh, first timers on this program. We like to ask uh, what your experience with Digimon was growing up. I feel like everyone's like either tangentially related to it or deep in it. Oh, I was deep into it. It was consuming. Um, so let me paint you a picture. I was an extremely late bloomer. Um, and I so like 
I seemed younger than a lot of my peers, like in middle school. Like, I mean, middle schoolers are still children, but like, mm-hmm. you know, there's the ones that are like, yeah, I'm doing coke and fucking a 34-year-old. And then yeah. there were ones like me, like, oh, my name is Katie. I have a rock and a dog. And I really like Digimon. So that's like where I was at. And uh, I, Digimon was like my first, like, true, all encompassing, like, obsession, the way Mm. that, like, only a young child could get, like, fully obsessed with something. My friend across the street was into it. They're like, you gotta check out this show. And then I immediately latched onto it. Um, I was so obsessed with the idea of like being chosen and having your little special guy. And like, I was so much so you guys were telling me, um, like before we started recording about how you guys do like fan art descriptions of like furry porno or whatever. But like, I, I found all these Japanese fan websites and they weren't that a lot of them were like hentai free like gifts but like you know um you know of like japanese like fan kids from you know and all their really amazing like you know fan artwork and i would print them out on the family computer and plaster them about yeah. against my wall i uh, went to comic book college and i literally taught myself to draw drawing f- digimon fan artwork there's somewhere on long island like i'm not even shitting you like probably 13 sketchbooks of just like me drawing like you know izzy from like memory and like Damn. uh and then i made my own oc and then like Oh god, it got so deep with the OC and all this shit and I would download like midis off the internet of like the that's why I knew the theme song Butterfly cuz like I just I would go on like LimeWire or Napster and download anything like labeled Digimon. So of course sometimes I just got like farts, but you know, like <laughs> like I was it was like so um and you know i have like a bunch of learning disabilities so now i'm realizing it was that like hyper focus add thing where i'm like this mm-hmm. is the one thing i can i know for some reason <laughs> like <laughs> so, yeah i'm like intimately familiar <laughs> with it. can i ask you questions about your oc or is that too cringe no i i i am totally i would love to talk about it because it's so fucking funny it, okay <laughs> what was your oc's what was your OC's name? Okay, I think it was Cindy with an I. Um, okay, oh, no. so this is how deep it is. So I, even before they introduced the idea, this is getting way ahead of you guys, but I, I don't know if you noticed the show's been out since like 1994. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers for a fucking 25-year-old. Did it, like Later program. on, they they uh, they introduced that the crests can morph the Digimon together into like combination monsters. Well, I didn't know about that yet, but they did imply in an early episode that there were overlapping universes. So I made a character who's from a different universe and she has blue hair and fairy wings and they bump into her in the Digimon world. And then she has like yes, a little symbol yes, on her head. Yes, yes. That's like a circle, like a target. And then like through like some sort of like a fight incident, it starts to glow and then they're all supposed to combine with each other. And so when that actually got introduced to the show, I'm like, that's my fucking that was my idea! <laughs> I came up with that! 
And then I also like there was like a like I I would like invent my own Digimon, but like that character was like like my you know it was you know how like when you're 13 it's always a stand-in for yourself but i was like uh yeah like she had blue hair and like she wore like (laughs) like i want to say um ufo pants or something because it's it's like 2001 you know uh and uh (laughs) uh yeah i I love it (laughs) it's so good i love that I'm I I'm a furry and I played Final Fantasy fourteen, so I'm still deep in OC culture, well into adulthood. <laughs> There's no escaping it for me. That's very fun. Listen, you know it all comes back around again. I don't care as long as it's a cool drawing, and I I love that shit. I follow so many so many people are so talented. I love I love a good OC. Fucking a. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. Uh, it's. There's nothing cringe about drawing some like a character that you really care about and doing it well. Yeah, but it was also like I wanted to be this person. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like, Again, I'm like persona, I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm going to get in there and then also like me and one of these characters will be in love and then she oh and then she like gets over to the real world somehow and like that's a whole thing because just like the digimon get over the real world i really thought it out (laughs) (laughs) that's that's all a way of like seeing yourself in something you love Mm -hmm. i had something to follow that with but i'm too stoned come on brain come (laughs) on ah fuck it uh, what do you say we recap an episode, specifically episode 17, The Crest of Sincerity of the Digimon Adventures program? What do you say we do it? I would yes, love to. Yes, with the caveat, I will immediately interrupt you if I remember what it was I was going <laughs> to say. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so the kids are lured into a luxurious landfaring cruise ship, but when they decide to relax, the ship's captain turns out to be one of Edamon's evil henchmen. Bam, bam, bam. oh shit oh fuck (laughs) so the kids are walking through the desert and are quite tired considering it's hotter than ever they really hang on it too they're like everyone's just like man this heat fucking sucks in their own special way yeah it's it's (laughs) like every every episode of the show opens on the kids talking about how shit the situation is following the previous episode and each of them gets to comment on exactly how bad things are. Like, oh, we don't have food. I'm, we're very hungry. I wish we could eat. It's <laughs> been um so long since I've seen this original show. And something that immediately stuck out to me is... Uh, so this is the Hyman Saban dub, which he, that company is infamous for just kind of shoving whatever dialogue you need to do to, like make the american show that they thought needed to be made and i Mm. have i've never seen this any other way i'm not saying like the japanese version was better or whatever i hadn't seen it but it has such a specific cadence and writing style that's so immediately hilarious to me because it's it's very like oh what a bummer guys like (laughs) so broad but also that very stereotypical anime thing where they're just trying to shove words into a movement that don't necessarily match anyone's faces it's so hilarious a hundred percent it's like, I keep torturing Audrey with this, but I'm going to make her watch Beetleborgs one day, 
which was also a Saban <laughs> product, although I don't think they localized it from anywhere. Uh, and they st- the dialogue is exactly the same. It's just crammed together as much as you can get, and everyone is very quippy. Yeah. We had, uh, we had Kennedy Cooper on very recently, and uh, Corla pitched... Like, when are you gonna do it? When are you gonna do Beetleborgs on Sentai Truthers Club? And Kennedy goes, "We're not, because that shit sucks." <laughs> <laughs> Listen, someone had to say it. Okay, it had to be said. I just thought it was the funniest shit. Like the delivery of that was incredible. <laughs> so, uh, Ty is feeling guilty because of his mistake with Agumon, which could be taken so many fucking different ways. You goddamn it, writers. His mistake with Agumon. Come on. I mean, we did just see the last episode. I don't know what you're on about here. What I love is how <laughs> Mimi's just like, yeah, you did fuck up pretty hard, actually. <laughs> she point. just immediately is like, yeah, you're you're not doing great. I She's just totally on one this episode. And it's so funny because it's supposed to be about her getting the crest of sincerity. But I really think it was like, there's a translation issue. She's just telling it like it is the whole episode. <laughs> the crest of telling it like it is. Yeah. Uh, and the way the, the way the fucking synopsis puts it is Mimi tries to make him feel better. <laughs> that's not what happened. That's that's not what happened to me. You gotta write better <laughs> stuff. After Palmon fantasizing about fantasizes about shading everyone from the sunlight. The group sees a large cactus that turns out to be nothing more than a mirage. Just to fuck with them. Just, like, that... there's there's no plan. No one's setting up a trap. It's just there to fuck with them. I remember that being, like, a constant theme of this show, is that they're, they're like, in a weird, like, Salvador Dali painting, and, like, they're just being emotionally fucked with the whole time it's true <laughs> the very first episode has an has another mirage but this one's a tree in a forest that just doesn't actually exist <laughs> uh they they hide from it to not die or they right. hide inside of it to not die yeah that's right the hiding tree like the like at the bottom of uh flight town uh, after Palmon fantasized about shading everyone, blah, 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 blah. They soon run into a hologram version of Jedi and inform him about their troubles with the crests. I forgot about this character completely. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty easy to forget because he's literally just there to tell them the stakes at any given point. Right. He informs them rather cryptically that they have to have all the crests before any of their Digimon can reach ultimate level, which is not what he says at all synopsis writer he says they have to triangulate their power i will bring beetleborgs into this somehow i have to do it (laughs) suddenly a large cruise ship appears and heads straight for them a new mamon is seen on board and mimi convinces him to let them on i don't know why they would want to get on this ship because i don't remember the order of the show very well because like i said i haven't seen it since i was a kid but i remember up until this point they've just been getting fucked with and tricked constantly like why at this point would anything be differently Izzy, Izzy literally points out, like, we've been fucked with every time, and they're like, fuck you, we're starving, it sucks out here, get on the ship. Get on the boat, Izzy. And Ray also, will have to do it. I gotta jump back a teeny bit, because Jedi just takes an opportunity to kick Ty in the nuts when he's explaining about taking care of the Digimon. He's like, you, you fucked it up, don't be like him. Yeah, don't be like this jerk. 
being mean to your Digimon. The group quickly boards, excited to get out of the sun. They freshen up, feast, and suntan aboard the luxury boat. Yeah, I don't get it. They want to get out of the sun, and then Ty and Joe go lay in the pool. Although I was like, this is an interesting pairing. What the fuck did they have to talk about? This is like immediately like me dropping back into being a child. I'm like, that makes no... Like, they have nothing in common. He's senpai, and he wants to study. And Ty plays soccer. What are they even doing? I literally had exactly the same thought. I was like, what? But I thought of it as an opportunity. What a chance to get a character pairing that you wouldn't think would be, you know, standard. Yeah. I get it, though. You know, Joe is depicted as 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 uptight, but he kind of just wants to fuck off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was one of the people excited to play soccer before they got caught in a death net. Right. <laughs> <laughs> However, the ship is run by Kakatorimon, a follower of Edamon, who begins taking out the kids and their Digimon, turning them to stone. Well, okay, he's a giant chicken. I think it needs really to be... Who doesn't seem to have functioning hands. So I like... <laughs> I'm just like, I feel like you guys can win against a giant chicken. I also totally forgot that one of the mini bosses is just like a sexual Elvis monkey. <laughs> Yes. Adamon, Adamon, I love him so fucking much. Carla he's loves stupid as shit, and yet every time he's on stage, I'm grinning like a mad person. What did you tell me about Adamon this week, Corla, in the intervening episode, like between the episodes, about who Edamon is based on? Oh, that's right. Uh, uh, in the original, or his uh, pre-localization iteration, he was supposed to be a parody of Gantz. Oh, that totally makes sense. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. This show is funny to revisit with like the knowledge that it came from somewhere else. Because when you're a kid, you don't question anything. But there's just yeah, like so clearly all these like weird cultural touchstones that they just had to like write around. Like, yeah, like they have like, uh, you know, anytime there's Shinto stuff or like yeah. anything. And there's so much of it, you know. It's Joe very funny. Do, there's a Shinto thing early on, and Joe has to like turn it into a motivational speaker thing. Dude, I have a very distinct memory from an episode that happens later when all the Digimon spill out into the real world, where he uh, takes Sora's helmet and starts knocking on it and yeah. saying, "Bakuman, lose your power." But in right. the Japanese one, he's like doing a literal Shinto like prayer. And as a kid, I was like, "This is the secret. Like it's gonna work." <laughs> So I remember just like weird OCD chanting shit to myself all the time. I, I was very permeable. Okay. I really thought I thought so this was it. And my mom's a therapist. She's watching this all go down like, uh. <laughs> I'm so glad to have a guest who, who shares just how cringe I got over Digimon as a kid. Yeah. That's good. I uh sorry to, to defer, but I literally was telling someone I was gonna do this show and they're like, they don't know me that well. Or I found that out because they're like, What Digimon? And they're like, instead of Pokemon, I'm like, it is completely different. <laughs> God, you're so fucking stupid. <laughs> not even close to the same you. thing. It's not even it's not even related, bro. God. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, the chicken the chickens turning kids into rocks. Chickens turning the Digimons into rocks. The Numamon aid him in capturing the kids, and Ty and Joe are captured. 
can we talk about how the petrification is genuinely very brutal? Like, yeah, it's it happens hardcore. fast. It happens fast, so at least they're not suffering like when the uh, yeah. what's his name, Deborah spits in people's mouths in Dragonfall. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're less detailed in Deborah's work, you know, but like they're going through more of a, a like impressionist phase over in Digimon Art College, you know. So <laughs> Frozen Gomamon looks like like an emoji I would expect to see in a Discord server. He's just got a little like Gomamon pog going on. I'll crop it. I'll crop it out. We'll put that oh. in our FTB Discord. We'll make that Thank happen. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, um, <laughs> this begs the question, what's it like to be petrified? Because you're not breathing. You know what I mean? Like, what? Right. how does that... I thought about this watching Gargoyles as a kid. Like, okay, here's a thought. When, when, when Gargoyles in, in Gargoyles... <laughs> Disney's Gargoyles, uh, when, yes. when they petrify... They do so with like an open mouth, so they look like an actual uh, uh, gothic statue. Mm. So does that mean the inside of their throat is turning to stone? Are they like hacking out like stone vomit when they wake back up each night? Seems bad. Yeah. I also, it's like, is it in are the you nose? soft on the inside? Yeah. Like, are you like a gusher? <laughs> 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 yeah, if you if you if you drive a spear through one, are they gonna bleed? Yeah, or it's like, is it a an actual casing, or is it all of them? I, I mean, like I guess in the of case of Digimon, though, you can argue that since they're technically digital data, that it's more yeah. of a, like they're being frozen. But I mean, who who you know, the starvation feels real. Who's to say? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't thought about it not once. <laughs> <laughs> so Ty and Joe get captured. Their Digimon are petrified, and Kakatorimon steals their crests and tags. And then we get a cutaway to Edamon. Yeah. Who just has a dance number. Why not? Yeah. And just my my favorite part is how the Gazimon are immediately on it as backup dancers. They they are just there for him. And Edamon's like, it's a one-man show. <laughs> I appreciate that. Okay. He says, he says the line, now fix this up before I make myself upset again, which I'm still thinking about. I dig like, that. I wish I was that self-aware. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he then turns Gabamon, Tentamon, and Tokamon into stone next. When only the girls of the group and their Digimon are left, they are forced to escape from their shower. It yeah. is continually... I think it's very telling that they're yeah. the ones that took the shower and everyone else just kind of right. didn't feel and when the they need did, to. The show took this very unnecessary long pan shot of their clothes discarded on the floor. Mm-hmm. I was like pretty fucking uncomfortable, actually. Really <laughs> uncomfortable from that. Yeah. Oh, fuck. They're children. Uh, Kakitorimon informs the girls that their friends are baking out in the sun on the deck and their Digimon counterparts have been turned to stone. He's cooking them like Carl from Llamas with Hats. It's so fucked up. <laughs> I forgot how, like, kind of fucked up this show is. They're always just, like, starving to death or being, like, strung up crucifixion style. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's just... It's Electrocuted. It sucks yeah. for them. I love that uh, Kakatorimon is like uh, uh, I'm like charred child faces with a little <laughs> bit of salt and vinegar or whatever the fuck he said. 
He's like, I'm going to eat their fucking faces <laughs> off their body. That's why the Carl uh, analogy came to mind, because just he's literally talking about eating their faces. And it's so fucked. <laughs> I remember watching this at age 10. Wah, wah. <laughs> um, yeah, once but, uh, again, it was just like. They were just doing weird stuff, torturing children, making up stuff. I wish they just said it was Shinto because at least then I could have uh, uh, not ascribed weird behavior. I don't know. Like, there's so much stuff that's just like a weird translation issue. Uh, Biamon and Palmon both evolve and with little effort managed to defeat Kakatorimon. I forgot how much I like Palomon's uh, voice actress because she just has a real chaotic bisexual energy, Palomon. She's got that scratchy voice. That yeah. Like. <laughs> it's, yeah, no, I'm right there with you. It's one of my favorite uh, uh, performances in this whole season. Yeah, Palomon <laughs> rules. Uh, the Digimon are returned to normal and they, along with the Numamon, escape the ship. The- like, I love how the fight scenes in the recaps are always they fight then things happen when oh, in yeah. fact like the fighting is like one of the coolest things fucking well, yeah, they do their little special away. moves and stuff yeah um when that new version of this show came out like last year every time i would watch the uh intro with my partners because it's all them dancing around then they get really serious and i would always go they fight <laughs> <laughs> i also love this is this is a recurring element now with this part of the show uh where minions just fucking book it the things the the moment things go south yeah like everyone is a fair weather ally it's incredibly funny to see the second he gets his ass kicked his new mom are like we out we're yeah, going somewhere else yeah, there's they don't need that. They weren't even getting that good of a deal. It sounded like yeah, they were getting yeah. dry bread and jelly if they succeeded in capturing the children. Yeah, I'm like they're slugs and you're a chicken with no thumbs. Like I just don't see this working out. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there, I'm looking at so on the um on the wiki there's stills from the episode. One of them is just the sea captain, like the fucking <laughs> cruise ship captain holding the binoculars. Oh my god. Yeah, the chicken was inside a man costume for two seconds, which is crazy because I don't think there's another human in this show for a very long time. No, it's like the- Jedi, and then there's always been illusions before then. Like there's the Bakemon episode where they're like they're appearing as human beings. Um, but yeah, it's really with like, and it, it doesn't even try to trick. Doesn't even try to trick him. He literally <laughs> views them from afar and then goes. And fucking explodes into a yeah, chicken. Yeah, it, it seems really unnecessary on his part, honestly. <laughs> Could just skip the explosion. <laughs> seems uncomfortable. It gives me the idea that he had a more elaborate plan and then went, fuck it, I can turn them to stone. Um, let's see. It, the It seemed like it he had... could have just, like, poisoned the food and then we would have been... <laughs> yeah, co- these, kill- these children are constantly starving and they'll eat whatever you put in front of them. Why can't I find it? They had um list of Digimon Adventure episodes. They had the Japanese title for this episode as let's see here. Cockatree Cockatree Mon, the Captain of Illusions. 
<laughs> so I think there was a more elaborate plan in the Japanese version, but they cut it down to cram more commercials uh, in it. Is that why the cactus? I kind of just thought that was like Jedi's hologram projector trying to get their attention with something big. Mm. Right. It's like completely unexplained. This feels like, and because of that, this episode feels a little like a dud to me. Um, they think they've escaped until Kakatorimon, gravely injured, musters all of his strength to she- steer the ship towards them through the desert. <laughs> he chases them with the boat. <laughs> I, I don't know a lot about boats, but I feel like they have a pretty wide turn radius, and if they just like went to the left or something, they would have yeah. been Gucci. <laughs> like... We're watching. <laughs> We're watching the episode, and all three of us are like, "Left, go left, <laughs> go left." <laughs> Hang a Louie. Shit. Uh. So the group hides behind a large cactus, one that isn't a mirage, which causes the ship to be catapulted into the distance along with part of Edamon's dark network, which causes the ship to explode in nuclear fire that fucking vaporizes Kakatorimon, which yeah, he didn't he, need to get done like he that. He gets the Frieza treatment. He gets quite literally vaporized. <laughs> yeah, I kind of wish he was still like physically there so they could eat him because he's a big chicken. <laughs> <laughs> the Mimi's literally like fried chicken and smiling as he dies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he burns to death in nuclear fire. <laughs> it then turns out that Mimi's crest of sincerity is hidden on top of the cactus inside its flower, much to everyone's surprise. That's it for the episode description. I and she knew it was the crest of sincerity. There was no announcement about it. Yeah. It just it says, and she's like, "Oh, it's the crest of sincerity," and that's why I made a noise because I didn't realize there was no implication or anything. They're like, "I just know what this is," and I'm like, oh, "Okay, yeah." yeah. They didn't say, I think they say it later. At the time, they didn't say Crest of Courage when Ty got his. They did, I think Ty says, like, congratulations on getting the Crest of Reliability, Joe. (laughs) I forgot this is the Crest of Reliability. It's such a fuck you, because everybody else's is, like, courage and love, and it's like... Reliability. Oh man! <laughs> if you need someone to take you to the airport, it's Joe. I love Joe. I'm unfortunately <sighs> I'm a Joe's son and like a Mimi Rising, where it's like I <laughs> like I am a ditz, but I am also just so consistent. Like <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that. And we should do we should do the whole Zodiac in <laughs> characters. That would be badass. Um. So I think now upon the time in which we uh, rate the episode on a scale of rookie to mega. How's everyone feel about that? Yeah. Yeah. Carla, why don't you start us off? I have to look up the, <laughs> the evolution so I know them all. <laughs> it's important. That's right. We really do need to do this for guests. I don't know why yeah. we keep forgetting. <laughs> we just uh, assume, much like the show assumes and the wiki assumes that you know, you know. That's I'm gonna be honest. I'm giving this one an in training. Like I'm dipping oh, down shit. a level because this episode sucks. Not only is like kind of boring a little bit, uh, it also just gets really uncomfortable for no reason. Mm-hmm. I I did not need the lingering pan shot of Mimi and Sora's clothes on the floor. Hated that so much. Yeah, pretty much sucked. 
Uh, I think I'm going to give it a rook. I'm giving it a rookie. I feel a little better about it than that because the, like, the shot of Kakatorimon being uh, annihilated in nuclear fire was pretty cool. Like, I like the, like, <laughs> like, Can- you know. Previous okay. guest Kennedy had a tweet recently about uh, we only have one summer to to get our bodies in shape to leave a hot nuclear shadow on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I enjoy being the last American generation of my family. Feels <laughs> <Just> good. <laughs> Big fucking same. Katie, how do you uh, feel about this one? Um, I'm also gonna give it a rookie. Like, uh, I was so I haven't seen the show in so long, and that in itself is very exciting. But I know in my heart, shit gets better. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, it felt a little uh, treading water a little bit. This one, you know, yeah. we're still dealing with mini bosses, man. Not yeah. to the the big show yet. Yeah. Uh, no, we got to bring you back in for like Puppet Mon when yeah. shit's popping off. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Puppet Mon. <laughs> Side thing about Digimon, there is the funniest name conventions because, like, unlike Pokemon, which like clearly there was a huge meaning every time they introduce them. I'm pretty sure they just let anyone name them as they come along. Like, there's right. literally one that's called Fun Bee Mon, as in it's a fun <laughs> bumblebee. Fun Bee Mon is the name of the the thing. I I introduced Audrey recently. There's like Sister Mon. There's like yeah. three different sister mods, and then they have awakened modes. It's so goofy. Yeah, there's also one. I forget the name of the Digimon, but it's just a bear, and it has a hat on that says bears. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good character design. I love there's, that. There's a lot of like fashion. Like it's like very much like it can be like some elaborate like creature. You you know like a wolf with like beautiful flowing tails, and then it's like like a slugging cargo pants like there's just <laughs> no and then it turns into a refrigerator with a gun like yes. uh, and that's yep. why this is the better property uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know yeah. yeah no we're on the right side of history here uh i think now we're gonna choose our digital champions and i have a drop for that Are you ready for the drop let's go yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's like an activation thing. That that's the light just entered your eyes. So hard. <laughs> uh, I think I got to give it to the Gazimon for they're my digital champions for hitting the fucking like the perfect pirouette into the fucking drop. Like they were just like like Beyonce's backup dancers couldn't have done mm, better. They've mm-hmm. been practicing. They definitely had it together practicing thanklessly too like yeah getting beat up for it choose them out for it yeah no i i feel you they they they're doing thankless work and they're doing good work (laughs) this is the second time a gazimon has gotten my digital champion (laughs) you really like those little guys i do they're great i love Um, a minion you know that isn't a yellow (laughs) pill (laughs) (laughs) well then what do you think of the numamon and the sailor suits they're pretty fun. They're honestly pretty fun. They're made of poop, but they're fun. Yeah, these ones aren't horny like the other ones. They're just kind of like sick of their job. I mean, oh, yeah. I'm I'm horny and sick of my job. Like it's a very <laughs> relatable character. You're also not a pile of poo. I mean, you don't you have not been in the same room with me, okay? 
<laughs> no, you don't know what it point. smells like in here. It smells crazy in here. <laughs> um, uh, we want, we forgot to point out the fact that when Mimi like half seduces the Numamon to get him to let uh-huh. them on the ship, she fucking like whips her head around and it's it does fucking Betty Boop animation for a second, which I thought was very good. I liked it's that true. a lot actually. It's very good. Listen, yeah, she goes to America sometimes. She knows what she's doing. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, my digital champion goes to Gomamon's fishies, actually. Because mm-hmm. uh, they make they just make one little appearance, but they completely fuck up any chance that the enemy has of actually like stopping the whole squad. And... Where do those fish come from? I <laughs> They're oh in God. a pool in the desert. <laughs> Last episode, Izzy has, or uh, Tentamon has this fucked up line where he's just like, uh, uh, your attack must open interdimensional portals to let digital fish in from other universes. See? Yeah. And when they I respond a- with, oh, so that's how it works. When I was a little kid, I was absorbing that shit so literally, and that's where how that OC happened. I'm like, okay, they clearly stayed other universe theories. All right, it all makes perfect <laughs> sense. The writers gave me permission. It's time to make one. It's yeah. in there. There's nothing in the rules that says <laughs> an OC can't play basketball. Uh, my digital champion is going to be Gabumon committing to keeping his fur coat on because it is canon that he can take it off and he is committed to fashion no matter the weather. And I think that is true, uh, star power. You know, you gotta, you gotta commit to the the, the look you left the house in no matter what. I love it. I feel you there. Can I say a little bit of, a little bit of egg to that? Because uh, when I was in middle school and high school, I also wore an enormous puffy jacket, no matter how much it was killing me. Fucking same. I had I had a dysphoria leather jacket. I think Gabumon maybe has a dysphoria coat. Oh, my God. And you know what? Gabumon later evolves into that like horny werewolf in cargo pants ready for the leather club. So yep. it's That's like true. they uh, they get their tea body later. So it's like. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that that Gabumon and Matt are both trans men. That's so strong. I, oh I my that. god, that totally makes sense. Because yes. Matt's in a band and wears a, 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 a turtleneck with no sleeves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, this is this has been our theory for the entire show: is that Matt is a trans man. <laughs> yeah. Yo, and he's a fuck boy. It totally yep. makes sense. It all tracks. Cause he he's he steals Sora. Oh man, sorry. <laughs> I was really into like the OTPs on this show. Also, like I remember Big being same. so enraged at a Japanese website for claiming that uh, I don't know who it was. Like Mimi and someone else. I'm like it's Mimi Joe, and then <laughs> Sora clearly likes Matt, and Ty likes Sora, and Izzy loves his computer, and that's why I love Izzy. Mimi Joe makes so much sense because like Joe's gonna grow up to like force himself through into a decent paying office job and Mimi's gonna need every last bit of that yeah tip for the Gucci and the Prada you're right precisely (laughs) (laughs) she's going to America she knows what she's doing yeah Yeah. that's why she's dressed like a cowgirl I think (laughs) (laughs) 
I want that pink cowgirl hat, actually. Me too. It would so look bad. great on you guys. I think uh-huh. I think you should both be dual Mimi cosplayers. <laughs> what if we were both Mimi? Oh my god. <laughs> we gotta do this now. We have okay, to. We, all right. I'll get some I'll get a pink like <laughs> poncho with fringe. It'll be great. It'll be fucking great. <laughs> all right. Hit us with the Hit us with the images, Corla. All right. Katie, are you okay seeing this? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. I, I've, I've been to war. <laughs> <laughs> we've, uh, we've only got one this episode for our... For our... <laughs> I forgot about it. <laughs> for our new character. <laughs> it's so simple this time. It's just Kakatori Mon standing there looking pleased as punch, pointing down at his... Wiener. <laughs> oh, his weird little wiener. Do birds have wieners? I guess they do. Some, Some do, birds right? Do. Yeah, like ducks, okay. for example, have a corkscrew wiener. Right. This is actually the third podcast that I've heard this week that <laughs> asks the question: Do birds have penises? I'm sorry. It's just it has to be asked. <laughs> you, you <laughs> the people need to know. I, you know, I just, I just care about accuracy. I will say. He has the perfect body for that horrible upshot you up photo, you know? Yes. <laughs> I showed you my duck. Please, Please respond. respond. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He's still got the red eyes and the fucking teeth in the beak that makes this very unsettling. It's incredibly uncomfortable, actually. <laughs> uh, but it's also the only thing I could find for us this time around because uh, everything else is off the table i see uh the internet unfortunately has a habit of you know drawing the kids from the show mm. and like uh, we don't brook we don't brook that they're children so that's not happening here yeah no 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 but that also means <laughs> that also means that our guest gets off a little easy this week because uh sometimes no, no, we find no. wild wild shit and what i have to it? explain it to people <laughs> It got very good when Leomon was first introduced. That was oh my good. god, Leomon's so horny. Yeah, yeah, we had our pick of the litter. There's this Japanese wrestler that looks exactly like him, and I always think about him when I see him. <laughs> Is he popular? I'd have yes. to hope so. Yeah, he's like uh, he's uh, her, uh, Tanahashi. He's like the golden boy of New Japan wrestling. He's like basically gotcha. human Goku, but like I remember being. So there was a new, they did a, a series that was basically the original series of Digimon, like retold again, like last mm-hmm. year or something. So that was a pandemic watch. And when they first introduced uh, Leomon back into the fold, I was like, oh my, it was during like a big Japanese wrestling thing. And I was like, oh my God, he's the same guy. <laughs> and my partner's like, you've been smoking weed nonstop because you don't have a job and you can't go outside. And I was like... Yes, I don't see the relation. <laughs> I don't see how these two things are related. Got your got your Leomon Pepe Sylvia wall up. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was great. This was a good time. Thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah. I want to thank you for joining us. And I want to invite you to share any uh, plugs you might have. Oh, I don't do shit anymore. Uh, you can listen to me on Balling Out Super Forever, I guess. Uh, and uh, you can find me at Twitter at Katie Rose. I'm, I, yeah, if something new happens, I'll be there. Fucking I. 
Uh, as always, you can listen to, uh, if you like what you hear here, you can listen to my other program. It's Radio Free Tote Bag. It's a show about relationships, rftb.me, uh, any major podcast app, and uh, yeah, Twitter, uh, at rftbaudrey. Yeah. Uh, all I've got is my Twitter. Careful, folks. Uh, I, I recently <laughs> just decided it's just going to be whatever I feel like liking and retweeting. So uh, uh, minors don't interact. Uh, it's at, There's porn. Uh, There's, porn. <laughs> There's porn. Thank you. Uh, it's at Corla Numono, K-O-R-L-A underscore N-E-U-M-O-N-O. Wasn't it very funny? It was very funny to me when you said, I think PSX Lilith just subtweeted me because uh, she said <laughs> no, something to the effect. She said something to the effect of a porno account just followed me. And you were like, that was me. She said that about me. <laughs> you can't do this to me on the show. Audrey. I've done it. I've if done it, it makes you feel better, whenever I'm followed by a porno account, I always screenshot and send to my friend. I'm like, God, there are cool porno account following me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can 100% do that with mine. But uh, until then, Audrey, what, what, is, what can the audience do? I would instruct you to go out there and digivolve your ass off. Yeah, that's the that's the closer. That's what we do. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs>